0: Hey there, it's Tiff here from the Tiffany Micah Podcast. Hi, and welcome. Well, I'm going to introduce another segment to you as well. Um, I actually have another podcast show which I've called Reach Potential with Tiff and it's a daily podcast show that I share – you know, things that come up throughout the day, whether it's, you know, people that I've worked with or somebody's made a comment about something and thought, right, I'm, I really need to make a, a recording about that and share that. So this actually, what I'm doing here is I'm going to share with you um, those podcasts that I shoot throughout the week. I'm going to put them all together and you'll hear the whole lot of them all in one hit uh, so that... Uh, You just, you know, can continue on working out or whatever it is that you're doing or while you're driving and you can hear all the uh, thoughts and and information that I want to share with you about events that have happened throughout the day. So this is the first one of that from the very first week that I started shooting those or film, I'm not shooting them recording them so that you can have a listen there may be some things that resonate for you but I just want to make sure that I'm giving you as much information that I can to help in improving you in every which way that you possibly can so just keep doing what you're doing and uh, I look forward to speaking to you at the end What I want to do today is I want to check in with you to see how you are. Also, to, you know, give you some tips and inspiration, motivation for the day so that you can really achieve what it is that you want to achieve in in your life, your business, your sport, whatever it is that you're pursuing so that you always stay on track. Now something that I really want to share with you today is about tracking your emotions and why that's so important. I've just recently come back from being overseas. I went on a a golf tour to uh, Spain and Portugal and then I caught up with my husband in England and we traveled around for two weeks. Now prior to going on this tour, I tracked my emotions for close to 30 days. Now, the reason that I wanted to do that was to really identify what was going on with me each day so that I could just be in more tune, be more aware of how I was responding and reacting to certain situations that were coming up, how I was feeling. And also, the reason that I did it before I went away so that when I came back, so I came back last week that I could actually go through that with a clear mind and go, okay, well, what is it that I've discovered? So the things that I discovered about me was actually quite interesting. Now, a lot of it was about how I responded to situations. So... Um, uh, you know, that probably weren't so good when I would get work up and bit anxious about something or I wasn't, you know, in the right mindset or, or approved of certain ways in which people behaved. So I really became aware of that. But the other thing was also then if because of that awareness, what is it that I need to do to ensure that I'm not responding the same way? I'm changing the way I respond and I've got a strategy in place. But um, also what actually made me more motivated, what kept me pushing forward so that I could keep working on achieving what it is that I wanted to achieve. So, uh, you know, especially before I went away, I had written a book, so that'll be coming out soon which I look forward to sharing that with you. But um, it was really about being more aware. So I'm much more aware of what keeps me focused and zoned in by by actually tracking that and um, also how I respond to certain situations that come up. So what I challenge you to do is to track your emotions, see how you go and um, I want you to report in and share with me how you went. What I want to share with you today is the power of showing up. Now why is that important? Well some days we just don't feel like doing something do we? We just don't, we just struggle to get out of bed, we find it really hard to motivate ourselves to go to the gym or to go and do a workout somewhere, to go for a swim, even to show up for work, you know because at times you're tired and you just can't, you know it feels like you just can't bring yourself to actually do that so that's why I wanted to talk to you today uh, about showing up and the power of showing up you know I was I'm going to use an example Uh, just last week late last week on the Friday there's a yoga class I absolutely love to go to now I haven't been going to it Um, uh, the early yoga sessions at six in the morning in the last two weeks because I've been away overseas I did a golf tour um, in Spain and Portugal and then I've traveled around the south of England with my husband so my body clock has been a little bit out of whack um, since we got back and that was about two weeks ago and I've really struggled with getting up early and I'm a real early bird I get up at Four four thirty in the mornings, and I go into a workout at the gym. So six o'clock is, you know, I've already done a a good solid workout by six in the morning. But since I've been back, I've been really, really struggling getting out of bed because you know I was living the lifestyle over there of going to bed late, and because I didn't want to miss out on anything, and the sun went down, you know, around half past ten or so at night. Um, and then it would rise about 4, 4.30 in the morning and I'd be up at 5. I didn't want to miss out on anything, so I think I was a little bit worn out as well because I did that for a solid month um, because it was just so exciting to be away and and travelling and doing new things and exploring new territories and all that sort of stuff. So that's what I was finding. So what actually happened... Uh, was that here we are back at home and really struggling to get out of bed. So that was a real frustration for me. And so um, anyway, so here comes Friday. I really wanted to go to yoga on Friday morning. I thought, you know what, just show up. I actually said that to myself on the Thursday night when I was going to bed because I'm struggling to go to bed early as well. I'm actually going late. So, you know, again, it's readjusting the old body clock. But um, so anyway, got up early. It was about a quarter past five or so. And I went, you know what? Just show up. It doesn't matter that you don't feel like it. I actually didn't even feel like doing yoga. I love yoga and working out, but I just didn't feel like it. I went, you know what? Just show up just do what you can if you're finding it a bit tough, you know, mentally, you know, you can always do the child's pose and all that sort of stuff, but just show up. So anyway, I showed up didn't I did the did the yoga session absolutely loved the yoga session it was actually quite a simple session that day so maybe the universe was looking after me and saying hey Tiff you know we're going to focus on the the basic poses and we're not going to push too hard today we're going to allow you that time to ease in who knows but that's what it felt like for me that day Um, but I was really proud of myself from a mental point of view that I showed up And then that just set me up for the success for the rest of the day. So that's what I wanted to share with you is the power of showing up as like, you know, just from a mental point of view, if you just show up to something, even though that you don't feel like it, and you know, even something simple as doing a workout, going for a walk for even 10 minutes or whatever, you'll find that once you get into the momentum, you will want to keep going. And what will happen afterward, you'll feel really good, you know, you have those, natural high hormones that give you a buzz after you've done some exercise, but not only that, you're going to feel really proud of yourself. So that's what I want to share with you today in the power of just showing up, and uh, that's what I want you to do. Well, what are we going to talk about this morning? Well, I want to share with you why I read the book, The Tattooist of Auschwitz. I've been, um, sharing it a, quite a bit with, with friends and so on and have had very mixed responses in, um, whether they're going to read the book or not, which I found really interesting because I think it's something that we should all read. It's really, really interesting. And I'll tell you what drew me into reading it. Recently we were in, um England. I went travelling with my husband around the south of England. Beautiful. Perfect weather. They're having a heat wave at the moment. It was like thirty degrees uh wet, um every day perfect blue skies. But anyway we went to um the Churchill War Rooms which was so fascinating. Like we spent hours down in there just Discovering actually what went on behind the scenes, you know. I mean, you see so much about World War Two, you see so much about Hitler. And Hitler's a very interesting character, I'm sure we'd all agree. But the influence that Hitler had over people was just absolutely incredible. Just imagine if he had an influence of good rather than an influence of evil, um, just imagine how it would have been very, very different if he was, um, you know, thought a different way, wasn't so vindictive, wasn't out to get the Jews, uh, wasn't trying to create this superior race. What if he did it all for good? What kind of world would would it be then? Rather than looking back at World War II with shock, disbelief, absolute disgust, and then every other emotion that you can possibly think of. Imagine if it was different. Imagine. It would have been absolutely incredible. So the reason that I read um, The Tattooist of Auschwitz was simply uh, because we'd visited the Churchill War war Rooms and my family are actually from Poland and my my grandmother or grandparents and... um, And their family were, were in Poland during the war. And to be honest, I don't really know much what happened because we have always had a very, um, uh, dysfunctional relationship with my father's side of the family. So I don't really know exactly what went on during that time. So, um, and stories that we've heard have come back to us saying, well, that didn't actually happen. So we don't really know what actually went on in the, the family side of things. So there's there's a lot of history there. And I was really fascinated to read this book, The Tattooist of Auschwitz. Now, when I started reading the book and, and – well, when I started to read the book, it was really telling – the tattooist was telling his story, Lael is his name, Um and he was telling his story and his experience of being at Auschwitz. And it's not what you think. A lot of people think it's going to be a book about um, the horrific crimes that actually went on to humanity there. Yes, he does share some of those stories, and they are very confronting, but it's a story of survival. It's a story of Love. He meets his one true love at this camp, and and how he built relationships and and how he worked on surviving. I mean, we, we're growing up in a time where we're very lucky. You know, our biggest problems is whether our phone's going to be working or not. You know, um, the the time that they were going through was, you know he would say in the book you know if you woke up the next day it was a good day because he was still alive and it was really um yes it was emotional it was emotional to read it but it was really interesting to hear of how he built relationships and he had to build relationships with you know with the ss which he obviously you know i don't have to say too much about that do i he, there was uh, you know, the evilness of them. But he had to build a relationship with them. He had to build a relationship with with other people he met throughout the camp. He had to build a relationship with with workers that were outside the camp that were coming in to to build the crematoriums and so on. And how he did that and how he worked on helping his team of people around him survive, Um, how he – how and what he did to help people survive – how he made sure that that relationship was built with the woman that he knew once he met her that he was going to marry her. It was an absolutely incredible story. And I don't want to share too much of actually what he talks about in the book because I'd love you to go and read it. It's very easy to read actually. It's a lovely, easy um, written book. Um, And I actually read it in two days. We were actually in Heathrow Airport. I was was drawn to to reading this book and so I picked it up and um took it back on the plane with me but this I can't tell you enough about you know it will actually get you to appreciate where you are and what you have right now because the things that they had to go through in that time at that at Auschwitz was just so unbelievable And we've heard a lot of the stories, but I thought it's really important that you can hear this story from Lael, his story of survival, how he built those relationships, how he helped the people around him survive, how he kept the, the people nourished because they were malnourished, what he did, what he went through to do that. And then how when him and his one true love, which I'm not going to tell you what her name is, you can discover that in the book, but how then they separated when the Russians came along and freed them from the camps and so on, and where they were shipped off to and so on. So, And and how they came back together. It's just such an amazing story, and I cannot stress it enough that you should read this book. Just... Put aside your your feelings about World War Two. Put aside your feelings about how poorly the Jews were treated. Um, put aside your feelings about uh, na- the Nazi regime. Just put your feelings aside and actually read the book, and learn the lessons from the book. It, it, it's, it's so amazing, and it, it it's such a beautiful. Sp- beautiful love story and I really would love you to read that book and I'd love you to share with me what you got from that book because I got some absolutely incredible lessons from that book and I will tell you you know at the end of the book I did cry I'd finished the book and I burst into tears because it took me through a whole array of emotions but like I said it's a beautiful love story. It's a very beautiful love story, and I really encourage you to read the book. So um, once you've listened to this podcast, I'd love it if you could uh, go and get a copy of the book, read the book, and then I'd love you to come back and share with me what you thought of the book, because uh, it's just absolutely incredible. Today, uh, I want to talk to you about Uh, if you're an athlete sports person play sport how important it is to really learn the skill of what you're doing and why i say that is because i'm a sports person i've played sport my whole life i've taught tennis golf um many many other sports cricket soccer baseball t-ball all of those types of volleyball, whatever you can think of, I can I can teach. Now, Now, I say that because I'm a technician in the sense of I really love technique. I love to analyze technique. I love to understand technique, but I also love to be able to break it down into little pieces so that we can actually strip the technique back so that what you can then do is you can rebuild the skill back into much simpler form. So it's so much easier to execute. It's so much easier to understand. There's less moving parts in it. And it's just, it's so much easier to then repeat, right? It's the repetition of the skill that you need to be able to repeat without as many errors, you know, a limited amount of errors. So um, that's what I love about it. So what I wanted to share with you and talk to you about today is um, learning, like really learning and understanding the skill in the sport that you play. Now, if you wanted to be a professional athlete, you need to know this. If you are just a weekend warrior and you play sport on the weekend, you need to know this. If you play sport during the week and you play quite a, quite a few times and you train, you need to know this. So... What am I talking about really learning the skill? Well, it was really interesting because currently I'm up here at the Gold Coast in um, Australia, in Queensland. I live in Sydney, but I'm here with a a golf tour of of ladies um, that I'm hosting. And we went. We've been playing golf, and I've been doing clinics and helping, and you know, giving feedback out on the golf course and so on. But we've been playing. Um, we went to um, this place called Top Golf, and uh, it's really cool, actually. So it doesn't matter whether you play golf or not; it's a good, fun thing to do because you can go and aim at targets and get points, and you can have lunch there, and you can make it a, a real event. So it's it's, it's good fun, but. Two of the ladies in the group, Caroline and Susan, said, oh, we're going to play left-handed there, play right-handed, right? And I thought, oh, what a great idea. Yeah, that'd be really cool. Now, I'm a right-hander because I don't play anything left-handed. But when I um, was learning to teach, when I went through the teaching course for tennis, I actually learned to play tennis left-handed so I could really understand the mechanics better Um, so that I could really break down the skills, really go back into a learner's mind and really understand how the skill worked emotionally as well, um, mentally and what you need to really be focusing on when you're learning a new skill. Now, Why I'm encouraging you to go and do learn the opposite side of your body is because it's going to retrain your mind and it's also going to train you to really understand the skill at what, you know, if you're right-handed, it's going to really help you understand the skill so much better if you actually go and learn from the opposite side. So I thought, okay, all right, well, I'm going to go and hit some golf balls while I'm over at um, this top golf um, and hit. Uh, left handed so I thought okay alright how am I going to do this so I hit a couple of shots and well that doesn't work very well because I wasn't really thinking about the skill and then I went okay alright so let's really analyse what do I teach people from the other side okay so I teach them to keep a straight left arm and you know what the left arm's role is and so on so I was like okay well, what do I do from the right side because I'm playing golf on the left handed side I need to understand what my right arm does so I was doing the mimicking the swing and getting the feel of what I need to t- to concentrate on, and then bang, great, nice straight ball. So that happened quite a number of times because I could understand the skill. Why am I telling you that? Well, why do you think? It's because I need you to understand the skill that you're actually performing in so much better, so that you don't have errors, you don't have breakdowns, you don't have this. Um, frustration and anger that you go through in trying to perform the skill on your best side go and learn it on the other side so you can really understand how the skill works and I'll tell you you will completely change the way that you then learn when you're actually learning on, on your other side and it's really good for you to understand the skill right so we need to break it down so that you're doing it actually in simplified form, so that you can actually understand how to do the skill, and then you slowly build it, build it up um, into into chunks, so you can understand completely how the skill works, what it needs to feel like, what your mental state needs to feel like when you're in this state of learning. Now, when you go back to your side, to the opposite side, of the side that you favour. I want you to then have the same approach, and you'll find that you'll actually hit the ball if you're a golfer or a tennis player or, um, let's say a basketballer and you shoot three throws, do it from your opposite side, right? You're a soccer player, learn to really kick and, and learn the skill on the other side. If you're right, if you kick right footed, learn to kick left footed. You should learn to kick left footed anyway. If you're a cricketer, learn to bat from the left side if you play right side. If, if you're bowling, you know, learn to bowl from the opposite side so that you can really understand what it takes to learn the skill so that it helps you develop the skill um, that you are ultimately wanting to do. Hey there, so that was uh, one of the first weeks that I started recording, so I hope you enjoyed that. So I'd love it if you could share with me what you like best about what you heard. So wherever you hear this podcast, leave a, a comment and like I said, share with me what you like best about what you heard. That would be absolutely awesome. And if you want to reach out to me, that'd be awesome. Uh, just come and visit me at my site, tiffany mikemikcom Love to hear from you. Have an absolutely awesome day and remember this... Dream big, believe in you, and go after your dreams. Have an awesome day. Take care. Bye-bye. Are you so frustrated that you feel no matter how hard you work, you don't feel like you are getting anywhere? To the point you are constantly tired, you hit burnout regularly, even feel like you're just going backwards. This is why it's time. It's time to make the necessary changes and get a coach. A coach is someone who helps you establish the foundations you need to achieve the goals you so badly want. Without the right foundations, you'll continue to get frustrated, hit burnout, and feel like you're going backwards no matter how hard you work. And this is why you need to enroll in the First Bounce program. The First Bounce program is setting up systems and habits and having them in place These are the foundations you'll need to achieve your goals. Without these, you'll keep doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. For more information about the First Bounce Program, go to tiffany-mika.com, scroll to the bottom of the site, click on the First Bounce Program, fill out the application form to see if you qualify for the First Bounce Program, as I only work with those who will do the work required to get the results. If this is you, then I look forward to working with you. Dream big, believe in you, and go after your dreams.